for the days when I wanted to die. I beg of you, before I'm six feet beneath the soil, before the maggots hug my flesh into a shivering carcass, speak of me as I am. Nothing false nor set down aught in malice, I pray that you will tell them that I died a proud man, that I was one who never spoke unless it improved upon silence. Tell them that I never moved unless it improved upon stillness. This here was no walk in the park. That life felt like a cigarette break during a one night stand. There were mornings when I wanted to staple my eyelids shut because the sunrise was a horror film. I never wanted to wake up and tell them I wasn't perfect. Speak of fear, speak of discouragement, Speak of the days when I shattered as loud as dynamite hissing through a funeral. How I danced through the gauntlets during day and still made it home in time to kiss my mother goodnight. Speak of gladiators. Speak of honor. Speak of the times when my eye sockets swamped my nights into a river. Tell them that I was honest and felt everything. Tell them that I didn't hide. That an army of hooded men with sickles introduced themselves to my front door and my fist was a pistol. Tell them that I was a righteous man, that I was a righteous man, that I was my brother's keeper. I held my friends tight like the first drop on a roller coaster. Speak of loyalty, speak of the wars us kings fought against the blood leeching demons, goblin like creatures with mouths as wide as the gates of hell, hijacking my serenity until it set ablaze like a church in the south. Speak of heart, speak of these equator arms that wrapped around the women I found paradise in. Tell them, tell them that I was one who loved not wisely but far too well that, that I was never afraid to wear my heart on my outfit and I adored the things that my wife will one day hate about herself tell them tell them that I picked up my son every single day and told him he was a miracle that that my daughter had the spine of a daffodil tell them tell them I kept it real tell them that I kept it funky tell them I kept it 100 tell them I kept it G up from my feet up that I was real rap raw in the flesh that that I la la like a dungeon dragon that they try to lie but they try to lock me in a cage and I, and I regurgitated balls behind balls behind balls like, like, like bombing is the fighting me. Devil try to lie to me. Dancing in my brain, clip, boom, it's lobotomy. Poetry is poverty. My homies on the side of me. Saving lives, being kings, loving all the God in me. Tell them, tell them I found the Lord in this microphone and I loved him. I loved him fiercely that every single time I opened my voice box, I revealed the truth. What is math? What is math? What is logic? There was only God. Tell them, speak, speak of, tell them that I was monument. Tell them that I was scripture. I beg of you before I'm six feet beneath the soil, before the maggots hug my flesh into a shivering carcass. You tell them that Carbon's Lassant was human. Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and 
Who's holding you with you, with you? Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bose dances and looted dances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black. Happy to be in the studio this evening. What's good, Spoken Soul family? How y'all feeling out there today? Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Today is the first day where we're starting the Spoken Soul Spotlight. Spotlight Tuesdays, Speak Your Soul Tuesdays. This is when I go and I find a a spoken word artist, maybe known, maybe unknown. But I do my research, I do my diligence. I get on that internet and I'm looking. Like I already told you guys, to hit me up if you want your spoken word featured on the show. Hit me up at SpokenSoulSessions at gmail.com and hit me with that MP3. If you got it in MP3 format, beautiful. Wave format, doesn't matter. Hit me with that and uh, we can get you on the show. But this is a new set, uh, a new part of the show that I'm trying to implement where on Tuesdays, I go on the internet and I find a poet or if you guys request that your your poetry be uh featured on the show you can hit me up and uh we talk about this piece now this this brother right here he's carvin's le saint is a well-known poet a well-known poet especially in the new york area actually i've had the pleasure of actually slamming with him in the past in fact, there's a little history with this particular poem. This poem that he wrote, tell them. This this was the first time I I I actually met Carvins. He was he was in the New Yorkans Poets Cafe and he recited that poem. That was my first introduction to him. As you can imagine, I was definitely very 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 inspired. But the king is definitely definitely a dope artist and i find a lot in his poetry that is is always a message you know his poetry really lends itself to you know a motivational someone that wants to motivate someone you know i would listen to him very dope artist i believe he's down with strivers row But uh, definitely a dope artist, man. And I wanted to bring, if you guys wasn't aware of him, to like, you know, introduce you to him. 
you know, bring that awareness because you have a lot of dope poets that are out there. And these are just some of the poets that inspire me. You know, actually, that poem in itself, when I heard him recite that poem, it, it it really inspired me to write. I wrote a poem right after I heard him spit that poem. I wrote a poem called I Want to Be. And I Want to Be, you know, it happened to be one of my, you know, one of my more famous poems. You know, one of the poems that I'm really known for. But I got the inspiration from this poem, this I am poem. You know, in this poem, he just said so many, so many profound things, man. We're going to play a little bit more. We're going to play a little bit more and we're going to try to dissect this. You know, some of the some of the stanzas that he put into this poem, you know, like I said, it was very, very, very inspirational. You know, and, you know, with words, like I always iterate that there's a power in spoken word. And and this is a prime example of me becoming inspired, you know, by an artist, because the I want to be that poem I got. I want to be. And it's, it's funny about that, that poem, because I'm going to show you how how, you know, this inspiration, it, it spreads. It spreads like wildfire. Funny story. Now, check this. I heard Carvin's Le Saint recite this poem which then inspired me to write a poem then inspired me to write a poem and it's crazy because the poem that i wrote it inspired someone else to remix it which is which is i find i'm just thinking about that now because that's the 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 line of how that poem came into existence and how it was inspired by someone and the poem that I wrote also inspired someone. So I think that's I think that's just beautiful. I think it's it's not a coincidence. You know, what we do is real work. And you know, these words are powerful and they are definitely alive. So that piece, you know, shout out to my brother Nation Life, you know, and Nation Life, I hope to have him on the show. I'm working on that. I mean, he's a definitely uh he's he's more so of a rapper. But he treads the line of spoken word, you know, so like a lot of his pieces that he dropped, he, you know, it has that spoken word element to it. It's rap, you know, you you, you can tell it's rap, but it has the ability to inspire like spoken word, you know, definitely profound dude. Shout out to Nation Life who took that poem I want to be and he remixed it. He put a beat on it. And uh, I believe I played it during one of my um during one of my podcasts. I believe I played it, but uh, we may revisit that because it was definitely a dope piece. Uh, the "I Want to Be" remix. It was a dope piece, man. It was definitely profound, and the fact that it inspired him to write to that was just remarkable. And the product that was produced, matter of fact, if you guys want to listen to that, that's that's even a better idea. If you guys want to listen to that, you can go over to my SoundCloud and I do have I Want to Be Remix up there. So y'all go give it, y'all give that a check, you know, uh, the I Want to Be Remix. And um, definitely, definitely a profound piece, you know, a, a, a piece that I, that I perform on a regular basis. You know, I keep that piece in my set because it's always requested when I'm going out to perform live. So I keep that really in my set. 
but this poem was inspired by Carvin's Lessing. And I don't even know he know that he inspired that poem, but that's the beauty of spoken word. That's the beauty of spoken word. So definitely a dope, a dope piece. Now, what I want to do is I want us to go and let's break this piece down. Like if so many, it's so many uh, things that he made mention in this poem that I think that we can, that we can take away from, you know, it's so many, it's so many different elements, you know, the sense of pride, you know, the sense of pride of being righteous, standing up on your righteousness, you know, not being religious, being righteous, you know, and is and that's that's something that's missing. That's something that is missing with our youth today. You know, the the, the ability to stand in your truth, not being afraid to stand in your truth. You know, not being afraid to be a good father. Not being afraid, you know what I mean, to be a good brother, to be loyal, to have these different principles. These are the principles that make us. These are the principles that build character. You know, that build legacies. We shouldn't feel any type of way like, yo, that's corny, yo. You trying to be, you know what I mean? You trying to be Mr. Know-it-all. and Nah. A man got to stand on principle. A man got to stand on principle. You know, so if you don't have no principle, there's an old saying, they say, someone that don't stand for nothing will fall for anything. And it's so true. You got to have something that you're willing to die for, something that you'll stand on that death is worth it if you die in protecting it. You know? It's that maturity, that maturation of coming into your own and understanding that there's pride. In this poem, when I read, every time I listen to that poem, man, it gives me goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps because it's like, it's so much in that poem that I am and there's so much in that poem that I want to be, you know? So that's what, that, that actually was insp what inspired the, even the title, I want to be. I want to be because I heard him spit that poem. And, and this, this poem is uh, years ago. It got to be at least about 10 years old, at least, if not older. Because I met him way back. This was, this was years ago, about 10 years ago. And... The poem inspired me so much, like all the things that he was saying, I was interpreting in that, like, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to strive to. I was a lot younger then, but when I heard that poem, I was like, yo, this is what I want to aspire to be. This I find to be fulfilling, you know, to live for something, to have principles, a code, you know, but definitely I want like I want I want you guys I want you guys definitely I want you guys to uh to chime in on this poem. You know, you heard it in the beginning of the show. I definitely want to hear your your what what was your biggest takeaway from the poem? What was the biggest takeaway from this poem? Did did this poem inspire you? Hit me up on spoken soul sessions at gmail.com. Hit me up with your comments and let me know. You know, these are the things that we can sit down and we can discuss, you know. So let's go back. Let's go back and we're going to try to break this poem down. Please be 
bear with me because I'm going to play it and then I'm going to stop it. I'm going to play it and stop it so we can get the gist. And go check him out on, on YouTube too. Carvin LeSaint. He's on YouTube. He has a bunch of stuff on YouTube. You go check him out, man. Definitely you will not be disappointed. For the days when I wanted to die, I beg of you, before I'm six feet beneath the soil, before the maggots hug my flesh into a shivering carcass, mm. speak of me as I am. Mm. Nothing false nor set down aught in malice. I pray that you will tell them that I died a proud man, that I was one who never spoke unless it improved upon silence. Mm. Now that's it right there. <laughs> I never tell them I never spoke unless it improved upon silence. That's so deep, man. That line always get me right now. I got goosebumps. Just that line right there always get me, man. So much. There's an old saying that I, that I, I may mention this on the show before, but there's an old saying that says knowledge without action is insanity. And action without knowledge is vanity. Very profound statement. And that goes right along the lines of what he's saying right there, man. Right along the same lines. You know, it's, it's, it's something a lot of times we fall, we fall into trying to do things to be, to be noticed by people. But it's so, I mean, it's, it's just so fake because it's not real. You know, it don't come, it don't emanate from a real place. It's it's something that you think that you can get a reaction from, so you do it. You're being vain. You have no reason why you do it. You have no knowledge of why you do it. You're being vain. So knowledge without action, knowledge without action is insanity, and actions without knowledge is vanity. It's vanity. So when you really look at it, man, we got to we got to we got to look at it to the extent that we as a people. We when, when you look at the Internet, when a challenge break up, when a challenge come down, we the first one to jump on this challenge. They got this new challenge out right now. The uh, the, the, the the milk crate challenge or whatever the case may be. I haven't seen people break their arms get really messed up behind this crazy challenge. Why are we doing this? All right, for entertainment, oh, it's fun or whatever, but people are really getting hurt with this shit. And it's just something that we just jump right on. We jump right on. We don't know why we're doing it. We're just doing it to be vain, you know? So it, it says something about a, a person's character. When you're not moved, you're not moved by the uh the the attention or the applauds or the accolades of the people around you when you walk and you walk in a light that's genuine to yourself that's real to yourself 
You're not trying to be anything other than you. And I, I just thought that that part right there always get me. But let's go on. I never moved unless it improved upon stillness. Mm, mm, mm. This here was no walk in the park. That life felt like a cigarette break during a one night stand. There were mornings when I wanted to staple my eyelids shut because the sunrise was a horror film. I never wanted to wake up and tell them I wasn't perfect. Speak of fear, speak of discouragement. Speak of the days when I shattered as loud as dynamite hissing through a funeral. How I danced through the gauntlets during day and still made it home in time to kiss my mother goodnight. Speak of gladiators. Speak mm. of honor. Speak of the times when my eye sockets swamped my nights into a river. Tell them that I was honest and felt everything. Tell them that I didn't hide. That an army of hooded men with sickles introduced themselves to my front door and my fist was a pistol. Tell them that I was a righteous man, I was a righteous man, that I was my brother's keeper, I held my friends tight like the first drop on a roller coaster. speak of loyalty, speak of the wars, us kings fought against the blood-leeching demons, goblin-like creatures with mouths as wide as the gates of hell, hijacking my serenity until it set ablaze like a church in the south, speak of heart, speak of these equator arms that wrapped around the women I found paradise in, mm. tell them, tell them that I was one who Loved not wisely, but far too well. Mm. And I was never afraid to wear my heart on my outfit, and I adored the things that my wife would one day hate about herself. Tell them honesty, man. Wow, that that's uh, this piece is just so profound. The honesty, the vulnerability. There's power in vulnerability. There is. There's power in vulnerability. Sometimes we don't get to the we don't get to the the true self until we until we make ourselves vulnerable. Until we break down and we 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 chisel away all the the the, the hard facade that's around us, the 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 the, the buildings we erect around us to, to to try to protect us from who we really are. There's a power about living your own truth, about being who you are. It's so much power in that. Everyone's trying to be someone else. Be the best you that you can be. The best you that you can be, man. This poem is so profound. Tell them that I picked up my son every single day and told him he was a miracle. That, that my daughter had the spine of a daffodil. Tell them, tell them I kept it real. Tell them that I kept it funky. Tell them I kept it 100. Tell them I kept it G up from my feet up. That I was real rap raw in the flesh. That, that I ra ra like a dungeon dragon. That they try to lock me, but they try to lock me in a cage. And I, and I regurgitated balls behind balls behind balls. Like, like, like bombing is the fucking me. Devil tried a lot of me. Dancing in my brain. Clip, boom, it's a body. Poetry is power. My homies on the side of me. Saving lives, being kings, loving all the God in me. Tell them. Mm. Tell them I found the Lord in this microphone and I loved him. Mm. I loved him fiercely. That every single time I opened my voice box, I revealed the truth. What is math? What is math? What is logic? There was only God. Tell them. Speak. Speak of. Tell them that I was monument. Tell them that I was scripture, I beg of you before I'm six feet beneath the soil, before the maggots hug my flesh into a shivering corpse. Mm, mm, mm. That Carbon's Lassant was human. 
before the before the maggots hug my flesh so profound so descriptive so descriptive every time i listen to this poem i get something new from it so descriptive this is a journey that we're all going to take when the maggots is hugging my flesh to remember how do you want to be remembered how do you want to be remembered death is something that we can never escape we can never escape and is death really the end no it's not the end but it's something that we have to go through just like birth is a part of the cycle so how do you want to be remembered It's a question we all should ask ourselves. And this question should prompt us to be better. Not a day should go by when we don't contemplate how we can be better. What can we do different? What can we do better? Who can we inspire? There's so much power in this art form that we love so much. There's so much power. That's why I want to urge all of my artists, man. I want to urge you, please. This spoken word platform right here is a little different because this this platform is is mainly for the art. You know, it's not it's not really for me, like when you look at like some some different podcasts, whatever the case may be, you know, they deal with certain aspects, certain certain things. But this I made purposely to celebrate the spoken word artists, all different aspects of spoken word, not just the performance artists. So a lot of you guys, you can also send me your written words and I'll read it. If you don't have anything in MP3 format or or WAV format or whatever, and you just have your poem written, you can send me a copy of your poem and I will read it on on the air. And, you know, you ain't got to worry about, oh, do I own your property? No, I don't own your property. It's still your property. I'm just paying homage and just reading your work so you can reach a bigger audience. So for you literary poets also, you know that you poets is you're not really into the performing your work. You just you you write your work. It's all welcome. Send it to me. I love reading different people's works and trying to put a spin on it, trying to uh try to spit it in the way that I feel it. Spit it in the way that I feel it, you know, so they can see how they words inspire others. How they words inspire others. So Definitely you guys send that to me. We're going to have a quick message from one of my sponsors real quick and we'll be right back. Hello, 
This is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you, his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. Yeah, you guys, if, you, if you're trying to get your uh, your poetry out there, you have your you have your manuscript finished. You know, go over there to uh, Interchild Press. And they got a, a nice promo code, 10% off. 10% off is a great deal. They got packages that range from $400 all the way up to $4,000. Very comprehensive packages. You know, Just Bill is a, he's a great human being, great guy, man. And uh, he definitely have a love for the arts. And he want to see your words in print. You know, I haven't seen anyone work as hard, you know what I mean, to get so many poets published so them guys over there at in the child press they do very good work i'm published by them you know so definitely you guys go over there and uh take advantage of that of that uh that promotion now remember it's spoken soul soul is spelled s-o-l so that's your promo code spoken soul and you get 10 percent off but yeah man where do you see you how do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered? It's so much, man. It's so much to think about. But when we think about it on a large scale, each one reach one, each one teach one. We get, We, I mean, we can see our the, the the thing that we're working for the thing we're striving for to come to fruition we as a people as a people we have to think about that you know how they say endangered species you got animals become endangered we as a people are an endangered species black americans I'm not talking about the black world around the world. I'm specifically right now, I'm talking about black Americans. We've been through so much, so many things that affects our, our living, our everyday perception of things. It's been warped, very warped. There's no coincidence you see black people who, you know, black, I ain't gonna say black, I'm gonna say black Americans. You know, you see us caught up in this, this crazy concept of trying to look the part. You know, why do we feel the need that we need to flash? Why do we feel the need that we need to show what we have? 
because there's an insecurity there. You're not sure what you have, so you're going to take the strongest thing you have and you're going to flaunt it. Because you're insecure in what you do have. But let me tell you, my brothers and my sisters, you are so strong. Your image does not begin nor end with slavery. Our legacy as a people did not begin with slavery. So let's get that shit out of our heads. Let's get that out of our heads. We are bigger than slavery. In this country, they make a conservative effort to try to re- you know, play the, those those themes of slavery. Look at the movies. Look at the movie selections they come out with. I almost lost my mind when I seen they remade Roots. Like, what the Roots? Why? Why? I know why. Because you're trying to get people into this thing, this this mindset that this is all they are. That if you're black. You, you are born destitute You're black You're born uh, 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 just, just, just out of sync With everything else in the world We are so powerful man So powerful well, Way more powerful Than we even realize That's why you always find us Trying to fit in Trying to validate ourselves In some strange way you got $2,000 in the bank You go spend $2,000 on a chain Or you go buy an outfit For damn near One outfit For $2,000 You take the thing that you believe Validates you the most And you flaunt it It's no coincidence When these rappers Or these, these athletes Or these entertainers when they get big, big money, you see the things they do with their money. I mean, coming from where you're coming from, from the experiences you've done, you've done experience, is understandable. It's understandable. But now it's time for us to step back and say, no, let us, let us make a new way. Let us make a new way. Let's, let us make uh, a new path, set a new path. Why? Why do we feel we have the need to flaunt? You got you got two thousand dollars. You got two thousand dollars to spend on an outfit, but you don't have your own place. Or you got a seventy thousand dollar car parked outside the projects. It's just showing that your priorities is a little bit off. Just a little bit off. We as a people need to come to terms that money is not the thing that's going to validate us. We feel that we're accepted once we get to that certain level of wealth. We got money. But th this problem is bigger than our fucking bank account. It's bigger than that. Because you see how you, how you see Oprah. You see Oprah billionaire. Look up, look up Oprah with the incident when she had, when she went into the, one of them stores to purchase something 
and they thought she was stealing something. Billionaire. Why did they think she was stealing something? She's a billionaire. How suspicious can a billionaire look? Think about it. How suspicious can a billionaire look? A billionaire coming to your store. She's black. My brother, my brother um, wrote in a poem one time, my brother written in pain. He said, we will always trigger suspicion. A nigga will always trigger suspicion. Why? Because that's the image that they put, that they've portrayed about us. Our image, this, this shit has been happening for decades. Fuck decades, centuries. Centuries. You've been, you've been purposely manipulating the psyche of the masses to view black as something insignificant. To view black as being a thug. That's why you look at all those old time movies. Um, what's what's the brother? Uh, the director, the brother Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend did a movie called Hollywood Shuffle. Him, I believe, um, Keenan Ivory Wayans. I believe they both, uh, did that that movie. But it was speaking about how black people was getting typecast. All the movies. You think about the '80s. If you go back to the '80s and you really think about the '80s and look at all the movies, all the premier movies. Look at Crocodile Dundee. Remember that movie that, that was on a big screen and all that? Look at all the, 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 the parts that the black people get in that role. They trying to rob them in the alleyway. Give me your money, sucker. Look how many movies where you would see premier actors today, actors who've made it, but look at their earlier roles and see what they got typecast as. A thug, a raper, you know, some type of low life, some type of thug. And it comes with a price. We, we we look at it and say, oh, this is just entertainment, man. It's just a movie. We know everybody know it's not real. No, everybody don't know it's not real. Because you take a lot of what you see on that television. Tells, tells you lies all day. So we get caught up in our little paradox. We all... Oh, this is how it got to be. That's where we get our images from. Oh, you got to wear it like this. That's how, what you call it, wore it. That's how Cardi wore it. That's how Nikki wore it. You got to wear it like this. Now you got to do it like this. You dig what I'm saying? So you see, without a shadow of a doubt, you see, you know, the influence, how it influenced us when we when we look at uh, all this media. And the media is... I mean, really, like when you look at the when you look at the movies, right, the movie come on at eight o'clock. The movie come on eight o'clock. They'll say two, two hours, 10 o'clock. The news come on. So you just watch the movie of a full of black people being thugs, gangsters, robbers, muggers and burglars. Right. And then 10 o'clock, the news come on. The news come on. This is supposed to separate reality from fiction. The news come on and what do you see? We don't make up the most of the most of the population in this in in, in, in America. So you're telling me that 90% of the news you put on TV is is geared towards black people. What black people are doing wrong? Black man got killed, black man killed somebody, black man robbed somebody, black man do this, black man do that. 
But when they when, when it's reverse and it's and it's someone white, it's someone white that did some horrendous, horrific stuff. Father of three had a nervous breakdown and killed his entire family. Doctors are saying that he was suffering from a rare, rare, rare disease that we have to study a little bit more about. It's always a, 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 an, ex, an excuse. It's always an excuse. They deliver the news separately. They deliver the news differently. They deliver the news biasly. I know I ain't the only one that's seen it since I was a kid. Every time Channel 2 News came on, Channel 7 News, it was all something black people was doing. And then they always find the craziest black person they can find to put him on TV to reinforce this. It's not, this is not checkers they're playing. They're playing chess. And you think about decade after decade, decade after decade, this image is being ingrained in the rest of the masses. So whether you realize it or not, black man, black woman, black child, you're the threat of the public. You're public enemy number one. That's how your skin becomes a, 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 a death sentence. Your skin automatically triggers suspicion because they took all these years, decade after decade, feeding the masses that you want to do the world harm. Look at that, that movie, uh, Birth of a Nation, the first Birth of a Nation. That movie was played in the White House. That movie was played in the White House. So the White House, this is essential for the government. So if the government, if the government is condoning this type of behavior, what do you think the masses are doing? I mean, Malcolm talked about it all the time, man. Malcolm talked about it all the time. They come into your community with the Gestapo um, tactics. They come in the community with, oh, they want to frisk you. They want to put you against the wall, see what you, what you got. Why they don't do that in the Hamptons? <clears throat> Why didn't do that in the Hamptons? Why they don't do that in the Hamptons? You know, you see, you see, you see what they, you see what they, what, what, how they patrol the hood. Is a different approach. Is a different approach to the way they police our neighborhoods and to the way they police other neighborhoods. But we have our own responsibility. We have to be accountable for what we can change. And that's why it's so important for us to keep our communities black. Not just keep our communities, all the residents living in there black, but no. All the things that's in that community that need to be provided for that community can be provided by black people. That's how you keep your community black. And there's nothing wrong. You shouldn't feel like you're a bad person if you want to make your community black. Nobody make the Jews feel bad about when you go to their communities and you see all their, you know what I'm saying, all their stores. It's commendable. They like, look at the Jews. Look how they, they had their own community and all this crazy nonsense. But when you do it, oh, you must be a racist. Stop feeling that. Stop feeling that way. Stop feeling that just because you practice black economics that you're a bad person. 
you're not a bad person. You're doing everything that everyone else is doing to survive. Everything that everyone else is doing to survive. Go into your neighborhood Chinese restaurant and ask for a job and see what happens. Go to your, your, your neighborhood Chinese store. You buy food from them all the time, all year round. You've been eating food, Chinese food. You've been eating chicken wings since you was a kid. Go in there and you say you need a little, you need a little part-time job. Uh, are you guys hiring? Can I sweep the floors? Can I make some chicken lao mein? Can I do something? I, I, I got credentials. See if you get a job. But they're right there in your community. The, the think that every Chinese restaurant in your community... Every restaurant in your community is occupied by only Chinese people, which is foreign to me because the fact that you're serving the public of 90 percent dominated, 90, 95 percent dominant black people you're serving day to day. It would behoove you to put some black faces in your establishment, but they don't. That's that's the level of disrespect. That's the level of intensity of how much they hate you. They hate you so much they'll take your money and won't hire you. Think about it. On a marketing level, on a marketing level, it would make sense if if I went to Chinatown and I and I opened up a restaurant in Chinatown, the first thing I'm going to do is hire Chinese employees. Because one, they're going to they're going to uh their face alone will be able to pull in customers because they're going to think it's a Chinese-owned establishment. So you see a lot of these 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 new bodegas is coming up. I don't know how, how it is over there where y'all at, but when I'm at in Brownsville, I'm starting to notice that the stores are, aren't Black-owned, but they're trying to make the perception of being Black-owned. Like I went up to the, up to the block uh, on Rockaway. They opened up a new store called i believe it's um skips chicken and fish or something like that but they went and opened up the new spot so i went in i thought it was a black owned establishment because the the previous owners were black and i used to work at that same establishment when it was another store so i thought it like all right it's another black owner um let me go give it you know what i'm saying let me go show some love i go in the store you got a black cashier i'm like okay I'm like, all right, it's black owned, black owned. But in the back, when you look in the back, it was all like, I, I, I guess they were Arab or whatever. But they was all in the back. So I asked the sister, because that's just the way I am, man. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a black owned business, I want to support black owned. You know, if, if I can get it from a black owned company, I'm going to buy it from a black owned instead of getting it from anybody else. You know what I'm saying? And this is nothing personal to anyone. No, no, nothing personal to white people, Asian people, or nothing. It's just I feel that my dollar can be well spent. My dollar can go further in my community if I support black black businesses. You know, and we all should have that sentiment. We all should have that. No matter who you are, you should have the sentiment that you wanna, you wanna, you know what I'm saying, practice the economic of your people. If you're Asian, you see the Asians the way they do it. It's very remarkable what they do. They take all the money out of your hood and put it in theirs. You know what I'm saying? But we're the only ones who go for that. Because if we go into their communities to try to open up a store, they will not support us. They won't support us. They're not. But we support them. We support them with so much it's crazy. We give them security. We give them security. Don't even know it. 
it's not that we even we don't we just support the uh business we support the business and then we provide security for the business provide security for the business nah don't mess with them that's my people that they make the best chicken lao mein nah no don't fuck with them know what i'm saying that's my people that's your people it's crazy I said this before with black people, man. Anybody who don't look like you is the plug. Anybody who look like you is the op. They done drilled in in our minds that we are internal enemies, eternal enemies of one another. Why do I got to feel a certain way when I look at my brother? I'm walking down the street. I'm looking at my brother. Why Why I got to mean mug him To show him that I ain't taking no shit It's crazy It's crazy like that man It's crazy like that Why Why I feel that As soon as I see you as my brother That automatically You know You're the op I got to outdo you I'm ready for you Why do I anticipate attack When I see my own people I mean, I, I was traveling one time. I think I was doing some shows and we traveled down to Florida. So we, we traveled down to Florida. Now we got our hotel and all that. We doing our thing. So, you know, some people found out that we was down there, whatever the case may be. And they was like, oh, where are y'all here? Da, da, da. Like, yeah, yeah, we out here for a minute. You know, they wanted to link up. They wanted to meet. Yo, come over here, blah, blah, blah. So... You know, the guy that was with me was kind of like my manager type, you know what I'm saying, deal. I was like, nah, man, you know what I'm saying? Yo, cause we was in Florida and he was real leery. He was real leery like, nah, man, going over there, blah, 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 blah. You don't know them people. Da, da, da. I'm like, yo, listen, I told him straight up. Listen, I'm not scared of my people, man. I'm not afraid of my people. I'm not. You know, even if I should be, I'm not. And I refuse to be, I refuse to be afraid of someone who looks like me, someone who's going through the same shit like me, someone who's ostracized just like me, someone who's persecuted, always ridiculed, always discriminated against just like me. Why I'm afraid. If anything, I want to help you get to that level. We can get out of this bullshit. On principle, man, principle, stand on something. Stand on something Or we'll fall for anything I mean literally We'll fall for anything man You see it's so, so Every day you see in our communities it, it's, it's so crazy That You walking in your own community You gotta be afraid Of somebody gonna Bust you upside your head And take your shit Bust you upside your head And take your shit But then you'll find other people who walk in your community and nothing happened to them because they have trained us. They have trained us to be afraid of anybody who don't look like us and hate anybody who do and hate anybody who do. That's what it is. And we got to, what you call it, man? We got to, we got to start seeing, man, that it, it behooves us it behooves us to, to really start thinking about black economics, man. 
Start thinking about uplifting each other and, and sharing positive affirmations with each other. You know, start thinking about, you know, how can we build this legacy? Answer yourself these, ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself, where will my legacy be? What do I want my legacy to be? What can I pass on to my children? How can I be more of a brother to a brother today? How can I be more of a sister to a sister today? We got to stop hating on each other, man. We really got to stop hating each other. Stop hating the reflection you see in the mirror. Love that reflection. And when you do love that reflection, you'll begin to love your brothers and sisters you see every single day. The only reason why you're so quick to pull a trigger, oh, I'll pull out, I'll, I'll blow your head off, nigga. The only reason why, because they made it okay. Your oppressor made it okay. We don't care if you kill each other. It made it okay. Nobody's worrying about that. But they put a fear in you to harm any of them. Shit don't end, man. But we're in a we're in a time today where we can change this, man. We can really change this. You can start today. Get to know one of your brothers. Get to know some of the people in your community. Not for nothing. Just walk up to somebody you don't know. How you doing today, my brother? Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a blessed day, King. Hey Queen, I love you. I love I love what you did to your hair today. You know? Reinforce positive affirmations with each other. Show your brother and your sister that you love them. Show them. We as a community, you got the you got the minority of the community causing all the shit, all the trouble, doing all the shootings. Doing all the shootings. At, w- at what point in time are we going to say enough is enough? At what point in time are we going to say enough is enough? At what point in time are we going to stand up, bind together and say, no, you're not going to do this shit in our community no more. We're not going to tolerate this shit no more. We're not going to tolerate it. That's why we all are individually responsible. We all are individually accountable for our actions. And you try to pull another brother or another sister up. Don't always be ridiculed. I know we like in the black community, we like to we like to play the dozens. We like to gig on each other, diss each other, you know, joke and snap on each other. All well and good. All well and good. But it, it needs to be done in moderation. We need to understand that words have lasting effects and lasting abilities to 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 scar someone over and over again. You can ruin someone's self-esteem. You snapping on them. There's a time and a place for everything. This time, this place, right now, it's time for us to get together, man. It's time for us to put away, put aside all our bullshit, trivial shit that we're dealing with and love each other, man. It's time for us to love each other, man. I know it sounds foreign. It probably sounds foreign to me just saying it. It sounds love. We never thought about black love. Yeah, we say black love all day, but I'm talking about really going out and and experiencing black love. Think about it. Let's stop seeing the worst in each other. 
first thing happens, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You get around people, they start reading you from your head to your toe, looking at what sneakers you got on, looking at what, what, what pants you got. Oh, you got that cheap shit on. You got them flip flops on. You got them jellies on with like, damn, I got clothes on. I'm decent. My clothes are clean. Why they got to be name brand? That's what it is, man. This shit is, it, it gets out of hand. We become so superficial that, oh, it's all about, uh, like, and we, and we want the shit that, we want the shit that we don't even need. What you need a Birkin bag for? Like, you don't need that. This is a time that we need to build legacy. This is the time that we got any extra money. We should be investing that shit, trying to make more bread, getting to the stock market. Not even the stock market, but this cryptocurrency that's real big right now. Knowledge or whatever type of uh, hustle that you can get into that's legal and legit. It's available for you. We all get the same 24 hours, man. We all get the same 24 hours. You get the same 24 hours Oprah got. My queen, you get the same 24 hours Rihanna got. She don't get no extra hours because she's a billionaire. I got the same 24 hours Jay-Z got. We all get the same 24 hours in a day. So at what point in time are we going to stop bullshitting around and get up and say, yo, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be better. It's never too late. It's never too late to spark something. It's never too late to inspire. It's never too late to change. Everybody wanted, oh, I got to get this money. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to get the new the new Yeezys. I got to get this and I get... Now, come on, man. How about taking that money and you find 10 other brothers with the same amount of money and y'all open up a business together? Open up something that you can serve your community. I don't give a damn. You just stole chicken wings. Just sold chicken wings. I'll buy it. I'll support you. Everybody in your community getting rich but you. How the fuck is that? How is that? How everybody in your community getting money but you? All the food stamps in the community and you know how to cook? You know how to make you know how to make you know how to make all these different these different dishes and everything. You got you got skills on the stove and you got all this all this potential in your neighborhood. All these food stamps. Them Arabs in, the, in, them, in them corner stores are killing them. They're killing them. They got about three in every neighborhood. Three or four in every neighborhood. And they, and they angle themselves. And all of them are related. All of them related. You think they, they in competition with each other, but they all related. The dude across the street is, and the other dude is cousins. The dude up the block and the other dude, they 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 got they, they, they sisters married to his brother. All connected. Getting money together, but you can't. You can't. We got money for we got money for for, for the Yeezys. We got bread. For the new for the new chain that's that, that that got all these diamonds and all that stuff in it for some earrings and you know we got money for that 
But when it comes to building legacies, building something that your community can benefit from you, being a, a, a being an asset to your community, giving something back, we ain't got none of that. There's so much we can do. There's so much we can do. So much. And that's why I want to urge you guys that it's never too late. It's never too late. I want to urge you guys, man, to know your worth, know who you are, know what you want, and go out and get it. Stop being in opposition of one another. Your brother is not your opposition. He's not your enemy. Your sister is not your opposition. She's not your enemy. Y'all can come together and get money together. There's so many services that the community need that a lot of brothers and sisters, they know how to do it, but don't have that drive to get up and go out and do it. Don't have that, that, that security that your people are going to support you. I will support you. I will support you. Let's stop being a detriment to each other. Let's stop being enemies. That shit getting old, man. Shit getting old. I'm tired of being enemies with my brothers and sisters, man. I'm tired of being like, oh, I'm supposed to hate them. I'm tired of when you get on the job. You know, I, ha I had one job. I'll tell y'all real quick. I had one job when I was working in, I was working at the U.S. Open. Doing my chef thing at a, at a, a restaurant called Aces. If you look up Aces, you know that's a prestigious restaurant. And I was working there, man. And it's crazy that it was it was my own, you know what I'm saying? Someone who looked like me felt that, oh, he felt intimidated because I know how to make a certain dish. The the the, the chef is liking the way I'm making the, the, the certain dish. So he was the man before. So now that I'm coming in, I'm getting a little shine. He hating. He hating. He going to tell the chef some crazy shit and all types of stuff. And I'm like, wow, man, this is what I got to deal with. I was upset. I was really upset. Really good job. You know what I'm saying? But, but it be your own people. It be your own people that be going out there and say, oh, I got to I gotta see you fall. Why? Why you got to see your brother fall? Don't you know when he make it, you make it? Don't you know that? Don't you know that every time one of us make it, it changes the image of how they view us in the world? Every time one of us get together and we get together and we go, we work hand in hand and we show unity, we show promise, man. They can't get over on the same shit they've been getting on us before if we do that. But we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We, we rather be in competition with our brothers and sisters. We rather be in competition. Oh, oh, no, I can do that better. Oh, that shit is bullshit. She don't know how to make that. Oh, she don't know how to braid that hair like I do. Look at her tracks is all weak and all that. Like, come on, man. We can get this together, man. One thing about our community is it's our community. We live there. They come there and get the money and leave. But we live there. So you can you can do a, 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 a an evaluation of your community and really look and see okay if if we stop patronizing this store that store will, will go out of business once they go out of business someone that look like us can get the lease for that for that store and provide a service for the community one by one and talk to some of these businesses 
Make them know that you know what they're doing and, and demand more. Don't allow these people to come in your community and get money and don't and don't tax them. You got to give back. We doing block parties. We doing we doing community uh, community events. We giving out um, 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 lunches and things of that nature. You're going to have to give back if you want to come get money here. That's just the way it is. And we can't be afraid of that. This is our community. And you got to look at it like that. Take back your community. Because you go anywhere else, they won't allow you to do it. You go anywhere else, they will not allow you to do it. Ain't no way in the world you're going to go there and go into somebody else's hood, get money, and they don't tax you. You underestimate how much money that Chinese restaurant bring in every year. Not even on a yearly level, just on a weekly level. They be clearing 15, 20, 25,000 a week. Think about it. That's money that can send your kids to college. That's money that can change your whole your whole dynamic, your whole living situation. Get up, find like-minded people. And inspire each other to be better. Inspire each other to be greater. Inspire each other to be greater. I want to... I want to remind the audience once again that if you're trying to get on the show, hit me up at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com. Hit me up with your links. Hit me up with, with, with somewhere I can find your work and I'll make it happen. And your, avail- and your availability dates. Let me know when you're available, time and dates you're available, and we'll make it happen. If you want your spoken word premiered on the show, on the spoken soul spotlight, that happens every Tuesday. Every Tuesday show that I release from now on, I got some old episodes that that got to come out before it, it, it fully functions. But all of my Tuesday shows going forward, I'll, I will be spotlighting uh, a new artist. Either I'll find you or you'll find me. But I'm on a mission. I want to I want to bring this spoken word, this this power of the spoken word to the forefront. I want to bring it. I want to bring it in a way where we all can benefit. So I want you guys to help me. I need you guys to help me. Send me your, send me your, 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 uh, your links, but also send me your comments. Your comments are very, very, uh, uh, useful. If I'm doing something wrong that maybe you want me to talk about something that I haven't addressed, hit me up. You know, maybe you want me to check out a poet that that may inspire you and you may think that poet inspires me. Hit me up. I want to know all of that. I want to know all of that. I want to get together. And I and I want to I want to remind the audience for all of my non-black people because people may think that oh, he's just dealing with nah. You know what I'm saying? We all can get along. When I speak when I speak about these issues, these are issues that are very dear to me because they affect me in a more intimate way with my people i don't hate no people i don't hate no person i don't hate nobody you know but i do love my people and i take that love of my people very serious so i don't want nobody who may be of the caucasian persuasion the asian persuasion latin persuasion anything else to feel that oh i only care about black people that is not my plight I have, I have, you know, I have a variety of different people 
that I that I socialize with on the on the day to day, you know, and that are very instrumental in my life. I treat people on an individual basis. An individual basis. I'm not gonna just judge you because of the color of your skin. I don't want to be judged by the color of my skin, so I'm not gonna judge you by the color of yours, you know. But meaningful, you know. I I understand that people have histories, so you can expect me to only be leery, you know what I'm saying? When certain people come into my vicinity, but everybody get a fair shake with black. Everybody get a fair shake. I'm not on that nonsense. I'm not on that type of time, you know. And I love all people. But I especially love my people and there's nothing wrong with that. So you guys, whether you be whatever, whatever your complexion is, whatever you was born as, I want to hear your words, your words inspire, you know, so don't feel that. Oh, if you're white, oh, I don't want to I won't put you on the show because you No, that's not the case. Please don't get that. You know, this is a podcast for spoken word, for spoken word. And anybody who falls into that realm of spoken word. Is, is welcome So you guys hit me up man Send me your comments You know go check out Any Child Press With that 10% promo If you're trying to get your work out there You're trying to get your books published Your chat book You got your manuscript already done Go highlight them at Any Child Press Man they'll do you right But I want to urge you guys To remember You know if you want to get on the show Hit me up at SpokenSoulSessions At gmail.com That's SpokenSoulSessions it's spelled S-O-L Sessions at gmail.com Hit me up and we'll definitely get you on the show So until next time people I want to urge you To always remember Speak your soul Love each other Because I love you And I hope you love me too <laughs>